Do you know what the return on investment is for your portfolio of major donors? Do you know what is acceptable when you launch a major gift program or where it should be in five years from now? In this podcast, Richard and I share with you what the ROI should be for a new portfolio, how to calculate it, and where it should be in three to five years. In addition, we're going to walk you through 12 reasons why we see low ROI in major gift portfolios and what you can do to ensure you don't fall victim to them. Join us as we'll give you some new insights about your portfolio and what you can do to continue to increase net revenue year after year. Welcome to the Nothing But Major Gifts podcast from Veritas Group, featuring Richard Perry and Jeff Schreifels. Twice a month, we bring you the latest and best thinking about major gift fundraising, so you can develop authentic relationships with your major donors. Here are your hosts, Richard and Jeff. Hey, thank you for joining us on the podcast today. I've got Richard Perry here with me, and we have a great topic today. We always love to talk about uh, return on investment. Oh, I mean, love it's, it. it's a big deal. Today's podcast is all about the ROI of a major gift caseload. Mm -hmm. What's a reasonable expectation? And then we want to go through 12 reasons why we think major gift programs are not producing enough net revenue. So, Richard, let me ask this question on behalf of the listener here. First off, how do we actually calculate ROI? And then what is actually a reasonable number when we're first starting out with a new portfolio versus more of established one? That's a great question. I mean, the, 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 first, the answer to the first one, how do you calculate ROI is basically you take all the, the costs of the MGO. Okay. So that would be, that would be uh, salary, salary yep. and benefits. So okay. the whole, the, don't, don't leave the benefits out. It's all the costs of the MGO, salary benefits and operating costs, because the the are I mean the, the MGO is going to be like travel, travel, or uh, donor entertainment, or uh, I mean all those costs. You got to capture all of that yeah. and and be sure you have it all. Yes, because oftentimes it's like because uh, I, I I I often hear like well what we want you to do MGO is 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 raise uh, you no know, three times your salary. Well, that's 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 not that's only part of the cost. It's also the operating cost. So that's the first thing. And that's kind of a dumb thing to say, anyway. Right? <laughs> I mean, three times your salary well, based I mean, on what? No, I've I've heard that I've heard that a lot. <laughs> I know. So, so, so that 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 would be what you do. All the costs against the revenue side, which is all the all the revenue that a caseload will produce. Okay. Yeah. And so in terms of what's acceptable, like if you're just starting out, this is an interesting thing because oftentimes a manager will say, well, uh, you know, in, in direct mail, I'm getting uh, one to four. I, I spend one dollar and I get four dollars back. Yeah. And so therefore, I don't know why a major gift officer wouldn't uh, wouldn't have that kind of return. Well, because they're just starting out. They have to spend actually the first six to eight months qualifying donors right. to make sure that they want to talk to you. And so that I, I, I would suggest, and we always say to folks, is, is, is have a have a return on investment of one to two, yeah, or one to three yeah. when they're starting out. And so I would be that means every dollar you spend, you're getting two dollars or three dollars back. Yeah, right. And 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 granted, it's that's not a really like uh, awesome return. No, we understand that. But yeah, it's going to where it's where you're going to go to. 
that it, that is important. So starting off, it's one to two. As as the caseload matures, then it becomes one to th- one to four, one to five. You know, yep. uh, in two in two years or three years. Yeah, and then uh, in th- four to five years, it's it's one to ten, one to twelve. We've seen uh, the ratios be one to twenty three and even higher. Yeah, so I mean, we had. I remember one major gift officer, just one major gift officer whose caseload value was $8 million, mm. 8 million. Wow. And so the, so you have a, uh, that, that, that ratio must've been mean, one to 60 yeah. or something like that. Yeah. But, um, yeah, that, that would be, so, 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 so all the costs against the caseload value. Okay. So, and what you're saying is if you're just starting out, it could take five years to really start seeing Massive amounts of net revenue, right? All the word massive, but it, you should get some really good yeah. uh, return on investments in three years. So I would say. if you're a manager or executive listening to this, take note of yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, and, and uh, it's, I'm glad you said that, Jeff, because <laughs> so many managers say, you know, we need some money right now. Let's let's get a major gift program started. Really? Yeah. That, that it's not going to help you in the first year. No, it really is not going to help you in the first year. In the second year, it'll help you. And in the third year, it'll really help you. Yeah. And in the fourth and fifth year, it'll really, really help you. <laughs> <laughs> but but uh, don't expect it in the first year. Okay. Now, now we got that established. Now I want to talk about, well, you've come up with 12 reasons why there's low ROI or low net revenue in MGO caseloads. Mm-hmm. And some of these, you would think offhand, like, well, why is that meaning? Why, how's that causing low ROI? But just hang in there with us yeah. because they're, they're not all direct. So there's a lot of indirect one reasons. Why, right, right. Right. So let's, let's get into those. So tell us about the first one. Well, the first one is like, we sort of covered it already, is the MGOs just starting out. And this, this one, of course, is obvious. If you're in a startup mode, the first year is going to have a very low ROI. So just everybody needs to get that in their heads. But that's a big point because you're just saying managers don't always, or executives don't get that. They don't get it. They just expect, boom, we're going to get millions of dollars in here. Well, and here's the thing is um, uh, that, that, that folks don't understand. When you look at major donors, so let's say in your organization, as you're listening right now, you classify a major donor as a thousand, somebody that gives a thousand dollars cum in a in a calendar year, or five thousand, or ten thousand, or whatever. Let's say you have a group of those donors. Only one out of every three of those donors is actually going to relate to you as a major gift officer. So most of the portfolios and caseloads we see around the country, Jeff, as you know, two thirds of the caseloads or portfolios have donors on them that don't want to relate. It's a complete waste of money. So it takes six to seven, eight months for for a major gift officer to qualify the donors and figure that out, Mm -hmm. which is why you've got to let that time pass, which is why the first year is is not a good revenue, net revenue producer. Yep. Okay. What's next? The second one is the MGO is not suited for the job. That, oh, that, that's a yeah. big reason for uh, a, a lack of return on investment. I, I, as we're speaking right now, I can think of a situation in one client situation where this this major gift officer, very good person, mm-hmm. very good person, but should not be in this job. Mm-hmm. Doesn't know how to manage it. Doesn't know how to approach donors. Doesn't know how to keep relationship. Time is ticking by. Hardly any money is being raised. Hardly any meaningful connections are being made. So that's the second reason. 
Okay. And, yeah. and uh, you know, if, if, if you as a manager have MGOs that are that way, you need to deal with it right now. Get going, deal with it, and deal with it in a compassionate yeah. and redemptive way. Uh, but you need to, you need to perceive like, this is just not working. And, 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 and exactly. Third reason is an unqualified caseload, which we talked about. That's huge. And this is, this is, this is pervasive throughout everywhere, throughout the entire (laughs) charitable world. Yeah. We've done analysis in, in Europe. We've done analysis in Australia. We've done, uh, uh, I've done analysis in Korea. Uh, we've done analysis in Canada, United States, Mexico. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter where you are. Here's all these people saying to themselves, well, uh, boy, they gave a lot of money. Uh, so, uh, I'm just going to put them on the caseload. In fact, in fact, you hear a lot of chatter that way. I mean, you've heard it. Oh, well, well, let's put let's 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 put Peter on yeah. the on the caseload. Yeah, he'd be good. He, he gave <laughs> ten grand, and uh, boy, here we go. Uh, and Peter does not want to talk to you. So why are you putting him on the caseload? Because he gave ten grand. That's 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 not a good reason. So uh, uh, unqualified caseload is a huge reason for low ROI. So what happens is when you have a lot of unqualified donors in a portfolio. They're not producing because you can't ever talk to them. Exactly. They don't want to talk to you. Which, so so two-thirds of the people, of, of, uh, uh, so let's say you have 150 donors yeah. on the caseload. Literally 100 of them do not want to talk yeah. to you. So you've got 50 people producing the revenue. I, I would say that if you, this is the number one thing. If you could qualify these donors, it would cover so many ills that you experience as a major gift yeah. officer. And especially the low net revenue problem. Exactly. So another big one is there's no match to the donor's passions and interests. This is huge, yeah. huge. Uh, we have so many major gift officers that are basically saying, well, you know what, Ann, Ann, are that, that wonderful uh, donor, Ann, she just loves our organization. And so God uh, bless her. Yeah. And, 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 and we just, and, and it's just, it's just a wonderful thing. And, yeah. and well, now what's Ann interested in? Major gift officer. Well, what is Ann interested? Well, you know, it really doesn't matter, Richard, because she just loves our organization. No, it does matter. Yeah. It's the passions and interests of a donor are what drive giving. And understanding the drivers behind those passions and interests are, are so critical. Yeah. If it you takes work, though. It takes a lot of work. <laughs> In fact, a lot of people ask us, well, how do you find out what those passions and interests are? And it's, it's about being curious. Yeah. And it's about taking time. Like, like you and I have done that. I mean, we, we've known each other for years and years and years, but in the, in the, in the early years. So Jeff, well, what are you interested in? And why are you interested in that? Yeah. And you get to know like, well, this is what, this is how Jeff is wired. Right. And, and, uh, this is what really kind of, uh, uh, piques his interest and so on. You've got to find that out. How are you actually going to actually generate any revenue from a donor if you don't know what they're interested in? Be beside, uh, uh, in addition to the, just the general interest. Yeah, you got to know that. Yeah. All right, that's a big one. Mm-hmm. I, I'm telling you. So here, what, tell us another one. We're at the five now. Yep, few or no donor offers, which uh, which <laughs> yeah. which which is a big one. So we, we liken this and we've talked about this on other podcasts and in our writings, but basically 
uh, I always like to use this this uh, this uh, this analogy uh, where where you, where you hire a salesperson in a commercial company, right? And you say, uh, you know what, Bill? It's really great to have. And this Bill is just a competent, competent salesperson. I mean, he's just he just sold millions of dollars of of product out there. Yeah. So we hire him. You and I do. And he comes in and and we say now now, now Bill. Uh, we want to show you what, uh, what 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 we're going to be selling here, and we take him out to this five thousand square foot warehouse. Nice. And there's all these shelves there with nothing on them. Now Bill is going to have a heart attack, <laughs> right? Because he's going to say, "Well, Jeff, Richard, what what are we selling?" Ah, uh, don't worry about it. We have a great reputation, a great yeah. brand. Just get out there and do it. You I know. Here's your that's what happens in the nonprofit world. Now, now, you know what we do. We're right. in the conservation business. We save the environment. Or we're in the adoption business. Or we're in whatever whatever business you're in, education yeah. biz- business. And just get out there and do it. Yeah. Really? Like, just show them that video. That, yeah. You know, well, that's what we do. Yeah, we do these four things. <laughs> you know? and, and it's like, so you can know the donor's passion and interest. Let's say you're do- really good at that. Yeah. You can know that. Yeah. And then you come into the empty warehouse. What's the point? There is no point. I mean, and that's and that is why you have low ROI. Now, let me give you an example of this. In fact, we've had we've had uh, two recent examples of this where you had a do- in one situation you had a donor giving five thousand dollars a year, mm-hmm. very very wealthy donor giving five thousand dollars a year. When the major gift officer figured out this woman's passions and interests down to a deep, deep level Mm -hmm. and match that passion and interest to the needs of, of, of the organization. When that all happened, that donor gave $4 million cash in one year and $8 million the next year cash. Um, Wow. I have a recent situation where a donor was giving $400,000 a year, very, very wealthy uh, person. And, and, uh, and when when there was a match between that donor's passions and interests and the needs of the organization, the person gave nine million dollars. Wow! And 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 if if you knew the details of this donor, uh, you would understand that that nine million dollars was like petty cash to to this this man and his wife. Uh, there's something magical that happens when you when you have something to present to the to the donor that actually matches what they care about. Exactly. So few or no donor offers is is another reason. Another one is, and this is huge, little or no impact information. Well, yeah. So how are we? Yeah, you got to report back to the donor how their gift is making a difference. Right? Now, now, why does that matter? We know that if we don't do that. You, this donor gives their precious gift mm-hmm. and they never hear from you how that made a difference or an impact. They'll go away. You mean, I, I just can't just thank them and we'll be done with it. <laughs> no, it's not good enough. Maybe it was 40 years ago, but today you've got to show the impact of that gift. I mean, if you take this down to a personal level, I mean, I don't know if this has happened to you, Jeff. I'm sure it has where you've done something really nice for somebody. Yeah. And you don't hear a peep from them. Yep. And you say to yourself, the last time I'm going to do it. <laughs> well, I know you say, you I mean, what, what am I, chopped, chopped liver? I know. Like, like, you feel like crap. You do. Yeah. And, and, and so like to think that the donor doesn't actually want to know, like, well, what, what happened? 
What good? Because if if you if you believe what you should that the whole reason the donor gives in the first place is because they want to make a difference, right? If you don't actually tell them they made a difference and keep telling them they made a difference, then you 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 have basically told the donor, oh, you know what? Don't give to us anymore. So that's a huge reason. Yeah. In fact, we find more and more donors that go away and give somewhere else to make a difference because they're not making a difference. Uh, I mean, if you're a major gift officer, if you could j- do that little piece, just reporting back and and you can do it all through the course of the year. It doesn't even have to be expensive. Right. There can be a formal report, but that I'm not, we're not even talking just about a formal report, but little things during the year that says, Hey, I just wanted to take some time and tell you about this program that you're funding. Here's a, here's a little video of it. Yeah. Look at that. I mean, just that little thing would set you apart from every other nonprofit because no one is doing this well. Just use your phone. And uh, yeah. and take a little video and, yeah. and it doesn't, I mean, remember, I remember the one client that was taking a video of, uh, and it was uh, of, 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 of the impact a donor had in a specific area. And it was the worst video on the face of the earth. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was shaky right. and, and it was like, it was, but I mean, when you, when you saw it, 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 it affected your heart. It was like, oh my God, if I was the donor and I had gotten that video, I would have said to myself, wow. I'm so glad I made that gift. Yeah. It was just a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful thing. So impact information, telling donor that they made a difference is a huge thing. Yeah. Another another reason for low ROI, low ROI is, is a poor thank you and, and, and stewardship process. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I mean, I know. It's like we're in an age now where donors expect to be thanked. And there's a certain thing they just expect. If they give a gift... They're going to get a letter, probably a call, you know, if you're a major donor. Right. But it's going beyond that. Don't, if you're a, if you want to be a good major gift officer, go beyond the expectation of a donor and do something special for the donor. Exactly. Thank them. And again, it doesn't have to cost a lot of money, but it's meaningful to the donor. I mean, we've got a thousand stories that we can do a, more podcasts on just on how to think appropriately. But this is true. If we're not doing that well, we know for a fact because we know donors that have left and stopped giving because they never were thanked properly. Well, and I and I remember one situation that I encountered where there was a check for it was like seventy one thousand dollars that was sitting in some uh, finance person's drawer because they didn't know what to do with it. So they had put it in the drawer to deal with it later. It's a classic procrastination thing. Uh And, and then, and then, and then it was found like two or three weeks later. So there's a, there's, there's a, there's a, a a problem with the system that, that even with a large, I mean, I'm not saying that you should treat the larger check any different than the $15 one that came in, but it's like, really? Really? You didn't, you didn't understand that this precious money that this donor has given us, you didn't understand that that was, that was a, that was a, that was a a very important thing for you to deal with and you put it away and then you forgot about it. Uh, That is so abusive. So if you have a, a, a bad system on the back end, we suggest to people like, why don't you just test it out? Make a gift. Give $10 yourself. Yeah. 
and uh, and see what happens to you and how fast it happens to you. And you might learn a whole bunch of stuff that's not 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 right in your organization. But boy, a poor thank you and stewardship thing is is a, is a is a huge reason for low ROI, or not having a personalized plan. That's another one. Well, yeah, for the donor. I mean. Uh, we, we talk about this a lot, Jeff, where it's like, you know what? You've got to have a plan that's personal to the donor. Don't just say, well, I've got a caseload of donors and I'm just going to send the yeah. same thing. to Now, why would you send the same thing to everybody? These are unique human beings. Why would you do that? Because it's easier. Because <laughs> oh, so, so so, uh, I can be lazy. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. It is. But it happens. It happens all the time. And. Um, a kind of a general non-personalized approach to the donor is, is not going to yield good economic results. Yeah. I, I'm amazed even in the commercial side of things when you get messages from people and they don't, they don't actually know the people sending you the message, know what the transaction was that you did, yes. which then prompted the message. The disconnect is so great. Yes. And this happens in the nonprofit world. Look, I, I gave to this and I was interested in that, but then now you're talking to me about this other thing over here. That's right. And it's like, it, there's no personalized information. There's no excuse either. There is. If you have a full caseload, you're talking to 150. If you can't spend the time to know every one of them and what's appropriate and all of that and have a plan for everyone, then you shouldn't be doing this work. Uh, I mean, you shouldn't. Come on. You shouldn't. 150 people. We're not talking thousands of people here. Yeah. yeah. A personalized plan is so important. And if you don't have it for each of your donors, you're going to have a low ROI. There's two uh, reasons that relate to authority figures. One is pressure from the authority figure mm -hmm. and then distractions from the authority figure. Yes. These are two reasons for low ROI. Pressure, pushing the ROI to get money. Yep. I mean, the MGO to get yeah. money. Uh, Which you, causes fear, you know, fear, pressure. It's the whole thing. Which, which actually pushes the, pushes the donor away. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and, and, you know, I understand this at some level because we all have to reach budget goals. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, we have cash flow goals and the finance person's all wound up and red in the face because we're behind. I understand. But you cannot treat another human being in, in, in a manner that is, is uh, utilitarian and... Uh, and right. treating them as, as kind of a source of cash instead of a part. I mean, you can't here, do that. Here's how that, you, here's how you combat that is go back to the, the, the last one you just talked about is having a plan. Right. You know, if you have a plan for every donor right. every month and, and that person, and you know exactly when things are happening, the manager can look at that. So yeah, I'm working my plan. Yeah, so yeah, so when the manager is putting pressure on you, you can actually talk. That's that's good, Jeff. So pressure is uh, pressure causes a low ROI, and then distractions from the authority figure. We how many times have we seen this? Like, let's go do this, or let's go do that. Uh, you know what? We need. Uh, we're just going to have uh, Sally do that work there. Now, why are you having Sally do that yeah. work? She's got all this work with these major gift officers. No, nope, yeah. they're going to go off and do. And it all seems to be legit. Well, you know, there's going to be a, a lot of major donors. In fact, from Sally's portfolio, there's going to be a lot of these major donors at the event. Yeah. Which is why we have to have Sally sourcing the food. <laughs> like, right. like, really? Really? <laughs> like, no, no. Go, I, what's your, go to Whole Foods. <laughs> Pick up the fruit plate. Exactly. And the cheese board. <laughs> and, uh, and don't forget the wine. 
and 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 Sally, you need to get out there. And then Sally gets in trouble for low ROI. Yeah. So distractions, and this happens a lot, a lot. Uh, distractions. Uh, I think another reason for low ROI is, is the nonprofit brand, brand problem. If, if a nonprofit has negative or unclear information out there in the marketplace, then they have kind of an image problem. I mean, it, yeah. it follows and yeah. then it reduces the MGO's ability yeah. to, to actually develop return on investment. Yeah. So if you have a bad reputation and you know, or there's been some kind of a scandal yeah. or or not even a scandal where maybe the maybe the uh, someone has said well something negative or there's something going on or or you say you're doing this kind of work but you're really doing that kind of work or there there's some kind of situation out there that's negative that is clouding your brand it's going to it's going to affect donors yeah especially if you're not forthcoming and talking honestly to the donor about those kind of problems that happen yeah you know it's like Oh, uh, we can't talk about that. Or, or you, you put out some, you, sometimes you see these letters from nonprofits that, you know, they, they send them to their major donors and they don't really tell the real story. It's like a, the fake story. Right. And donors sniff that out. Yeah. So if you have a problem, be honest with your donors, be upfront, talk about what happened. They'll respect that so much more than you trying to hide something. Exactly. Now, here's here's a here's a situation that we've run into quite a, a, a lot with major donors. Where, so now, uh, so I'm going to describe a situation. I'm going to disguise it because it, it's very private. But but, so here's a donor that's giving uh, 3.5 million dollars to a a, a a program, and the initial uh, discussion with this donor was, well, here's the program and here's how it's going to work. Then as the program's kind of going along, there's some things that happen that, that, that start to go wrong with the program. Now, which a lot of times happens. Well, I mean, it's life. Yeah. That's how it is. And, and so in this particular situation, I was, I was basically saying to the CEO and the, pro, and the fundraisers, look, you have got to tell the donor that the original thing the, that, 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 that you sold yeah. them on, this couple, uh, is, is changing. This has failed. Now you're doing this instead. No, 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 we can't tell them. So they don't tell them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, uh, and, so the re- and, and so I kept saying, you're going to have a serious problem if you don't just... And, and, I, and the other thing I said, I said, look, most of these people that give a lot of money... Uh, are business people or they've been entrepreneurs. They've been out there. What, what's true of life? I mean, it's true of, you know, of our whole business experience, things goes, Jeff. Every time, you know, there's things that go wrong. Everything goes wrong in <laughs> life. Everything. In fact, li- <laughs> well, okay. Well, I mean, life, life, yeah. is, life is made up of a bunch of experiments. Exactly. And failures, right? Because right. that's how you figure things out. Exactly. So I said to them, I says, do you understand that? Yeah, yeah, we understand that, but we don't want to talk to them. So they didn't. And then when the donor found out, they bad. were so angry that they stopped giving. Yeah. And here was a relationship where this donor was pl- pumping into this program $3.5 million a year. And uh, uh, I, I tell you, that was a lesson for me mm-hmm. too, is like, you know what, you've got to talk to donors. Just sit down and say, you know what, uh, Mr. and Mrs. Donor, 
We said this was going to happen. Yeah. And it's not happening for these reasons. So this is what we're going to do. And it's going to be just fine. It'll be just fine. But but that, that that's one of those mm-hmm. those situations where ROI goes down because you don't, you have some kind of problem internally and you're not talking about it. That's right. And you're not dealing with it. All right. Now we're on the last one. This is number 12 here. It's a big one. Yeah. It has to, uh, everything to do with the major gift officer. Okay. Recognizing them and thanking them and managing them in a positive way. So simple. It's so simple. But we don't do it. We don't do it. And and so, like, uh, how many conversations have you had with major gift officers in large and small organizations around the country and outside of the country, Jeff, where they say, I just don't, I don't feel like I'm appreciated. So many. I know. I mean, so it's, many. It's actually very sad. It is sad. It's very sad. Like... Really, authority figure, manager, you can't take the time to recognize the good work this major gift officer has done. You can't do that. Don't you yourself need that from your boss? Exactly. You do. So come on, get with it. So that's another big reason. I mean, so these are all the reasons. And and as we've gone through each of them, we've basically said, and here's what you should do about that reason. And so, you know, it might be good to listen to this podcast again and kind of write this all down and say like, (laughs) okay, this is what I'm going to do on this one. Uh, That it's, these are, these are the reasons. So it's not, and a lot of these reasons have, have, have to do with how we operate versus how the, well, the donor's thinking. That's right. And this is what folks need to pay attention to and managers need to pay attention to. Well, we want to thank you for being with us and we want to, we want to give you away something. So we want you to go to veritasgroup.com and download a white paper called starting a successful major gift program. This white paper is free to you. Just go to veritasgroup.com and download the starting a major gift program a successful major gift program, I should say. So um, thanks for being with us. And hopefully you've gotten some good information for how to be an incredible MGO and to produce more, more net revenue for your portfolio. Yeah, thanks for being with us. Yes, we'll see you next time. Thank you. Thank you for joining us for the Nothing But Major Gifts podcast from Veritas Group. Richard and Jeff also write an ongoing blog that you can subscribe to for free at veritasgroup.com. Please join us again next time.